Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Morikawas, all you Ings, all you Kangs. I'm Jeff Oki. And this is Vubang. As ever, we'll be taking a look at the latest in Asian American culture and entertainment, and more ways you can support racial justice and equality. Let's begin. This is it. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Joe Biden picked a vice president, Kamala Harris. That's how you say that name. She's your senator, by the way. Yes, I know this. Tucker Carlson doesn't know it, but I know this. What did he say? Someone was trying to correct how he kept mispronouncing it, and he went off on this person like, oh, so now we're going to get into like how I'm disrespecting her by mispronouncing her name? And the man's like, yeah, like she's running for vice president. You should probably learn how to say her name. It's like, unbelievable. Takor Carlson said that? Takor Carlson? Yeah. Fucker Carlson? Carl's on? Yes. That guy. Anyways, did you sigh a sigh of relief? Is that a phrase? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've been, I've been reading and listening to way too many podcasts about the VP votes to actually have any feelings at this point. I just wanted to point a few things out about her. You know, obviously, she's from California. Her parents met when they went to UC Berkeley. Shout out, Berkeley. It's <laughs> waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> She's mixed Indian, mixed Jamaican, as uh, folks know. Uh, there's a really quick rundown article on CNN that just came out. It's about her mixed Indian roots. Came out, let's see, you can Google Paul Harris Indian roots and why they matter. It's a pretty short article to talk about that. I think that's pretty powerful. She comes with a lot of firsts, right? First African-American nominated for vice president, first Asian-American, first woman, a lot of firsts. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how folks, and by folks, I mean Trump, (laughs) sort of spin what it is that she stands for in terms of Black Lives Matter and police brutality and all the conversations around race right now, considering she rose up the ranks of politics as a prosecutor um, in San Francisco. So. Prosecutor, DA, Attorney General, then Senator, I believe. Correct. Oh, that's a good good timeline. You've been following her since she was a baby. Yeah, since before Berkeley. Shout out to babies. <laughs> and just to give you an idea of how Californians, you know, this is this is the way we feel. So, and this is this is our senator. So I'd just be surprised. I just want to know how she's going to be sort of reacted to. I guess in the other forty nine states. I just read this recent article from. Berkeley News from the UC from UC Berkeley News that the article is called Californians Favor Police Reform Support Black Lives Matter Polls Find. So according to this uh, Berkeley IGS poll, um, IGS stands for the Institute for Government Studies, says that 83 of respondents reported that they are concerned about race relations in California. 80% favor laws making it easier to prosecute police officers who use excessive force. 78% would ban police use of chokehold. 70% say they should have the right to sue officers for gross misconduct. Yeah. I mean, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, Californians are probably a little bit more progressive than the rest of the country. So sure. Just good to be reminded of that. I mean, the problem already is happening though, where, you know, the right is coming up with all sorts of bullshit conspiracy stuff, even things like she's not black. (laughs) And of course people are making, what are they saying? She is then just not black. Just the way that Obama was, you know, not born in America. But what are they, 
are, if they're saying she's not black, then are they saying she's 100% Indian then? or I don't think they care. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. They're also saying, you know, oh, Biden chose her just because she's a person of color and a woman. Forgetting the fact that she's a senator, she was an attorney general, and she was a DA. <laughs> like, she has a strong history, political background, <laughs> and fights the good fight, you know? Yeah, he definitely has... A long list of VP candidates to pick from, and he picked a pretty good one. One more thing to add from this article is nearly two-thirds of registered voters in California support Black Lives Matter, which, of course, means 30% express an unfavorable opinion of the movement. So all of this going on, it's just, I just can't, I just really wish that we were able to see an actual campaign on the road and some actual debates. The VP debates would be fun. I mean, we'll still get debates. Yeah, we'll still get debates. That's easy to do social distanced. Yeah, I guess it might be good. I guess it might be good because then Trump might not be like walking behind Biden like five feet away. Maybe he'll just do that on purpose. Try to get close within six feet just to, just to fuck with him. <laughs> God. And not wear a mask. That'll be pretty, quite an image to see, right? Trump walks out, no mask. Biden walks out with a mask. Says a lot already. Which is sad. Very sad. But yeah, excited for the debates. Excited that Biden chose and made the decision. One thing I did that was, I think, helped get Kamala Harris picked, though, is I decided to go on eBay to try to find the uh, the shirt she was selling when she was running for president with her as a, as a kid getting bust in. Do you remember about that, about that in the presidential debates when she referred to, to Joe Biden's votes about busing kids in? Like, the impact it had. Sounds familiar. Yeah, but essentially the the campaign released a shirt the next day. It was like her as a child. It's kind of a weird. It was kind of a weird photo, and was I felt like it was going to be a meme at some point, and I was disappointed I couldn't buy it, and so I convinced somebody to sell it to me on eBay. To I, I bartered with them and won it. So you have it. Explain the the photo. It's Kamala Harris as a kid on a bus. No, it's just just her on her way to school <laughs> as like a nine year old. Okay. Got it. If you go to her store, everything is sold out now. Like you get all these errors because the store is down because she's not running for president. I would assume that I thought that they would actually put everything back up. Yeah, why not? Because she's running for vice president, but you can't put this shirt up because it's a direct attack to Biden. Oh. Which I thought would be funny if she ran, if she was vice president. <laughs> and he should wear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's solidarity. Actually, that would be pretty fun. That would be something yeah. that they would do if they went on like Jimmy Kimmel or something. Right. A nice jab, a little poke at him. Like, hey, we're friends now, but remember when? I don't know what else to say other than buy your Biden-Harris shirts. Send in your donations, please. Yeah. We got to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have to. We will. Are you going to wear your shirt to support? Oh, no, you can't now because it's anti-Biden. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. What I am going to get, though, <laughs> the Biden store has a, a tank top of Joe Cool when he was... uh. I don't know, it looks like he's like 23 years old. Really? It would just be weird if I'm wearing like a tank top of like a 23-year-old white guy in like 1960 or 19, (laughs) whatever it is, when he was that age. I gotta see that. I'd have to sort of explain why exactly that's the case, but I don't know. I just really like buying political stuff. Is that weird? I always go to their store. Like my favorite is this Democrat that's running- Ryden with Biden? Yeah, some of them are pretty cool, like no malarkey. Am I on the right store though? I feel like somebody has better- SEO than Joe Biden himself. Yeah, I'm at the wrong one. Yeah, did you kick the first one? That's not good. Yeah. 
Well, you'd think it'd be good, but clearly Joe Biden has bad SEO. Which one is it? Store.joebiden.com? Joe-Biden.shop? No. Biden 2020? No. Can you really not find it, dude? It's just store.joebiden.com. That's the sixth one down. Oh, it's the first one for me. What did you type in? I typed in Biden Harris t-shirt. Oh, no. No. Just type in Joe Biden store. Eh. Yeah, young Joe Biden black tank. It looks like he's in Hawaii or something. There's also a shirt of him and Barack Obama running, which I might get. I'm definitely not getting the button set that says, one says no malarkey, one says folks, one says here's the deal, and my favorite is the one that says God love ya. Folks, like with a K or an X? With an S. S. K-S, right, okay. Yeah. Huh, wear a mask, folks. He should make one with an X. No malarkey. God love ya. Yeah. My favorite store, though, is uh, the Jamie Harrison for U.S. Senate store. He's running against Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. You can get a pair of Lindsey Graham flip-flops. <laughs> you get it? Because he's a flip-flopper. <laughs> on one flip-flop, he's pro-Trump. And the other flip on the other flip-flop, he's anti-Trump. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty clever. Jamie Harrison for U.S. Senate. It's worth the $25. You're going to get those, too? I don't know where to wear it, too. It's just sort of like... Frame it. You can put it in a box frame. <laughs> get them signed. Get them signed and then and then frame it. Oh, that's pretty funny. Get them signed by... Who would you want to sign it? Who Would you want Lindsey Graham to sign it? Jamie Harrison? Jamie Harrison? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he has a time to sign flip-flops, but... Or or wear them. They, they look ridiculous. I dare you to wear them. Yeah, they would... Okay, I'll get them to wear. <laughs> so dumb. I dare you. We know what the cover of this podcast is going to be now. <laughs> the pair of flip-flops, please do. Yeah. Kamala Harris wearing flip-flops. Last episode, we talked about a disastrous video going around of Hersha Patel, a chef on BBC, that was making her version or the BBC's version of fried rice. It did not go well. It did not go well with the webverse. What do you call it now? The interwebs? Webiverse? Webiverse? Yeah, sure. Interwebs. Just to reiterate, she like made rice. She didn't know how many cups of water to put in. She didn't use the typical Asian trick of one digit over the rice to level the water. She strained the rice after she cooked it. Oh, she didn't wash the rice before she cooked it. And then she washed the rice after she cooked it in a colander by hosing the rice down in the sink. Disastrous. A very, well, now popular YouTuber, Nigel Ng, who goes by Uncle Roger, did a whole review of the video and kind of tore her apart. Well, they got together. They met. They're both in England and they shot a video together where Uncle Roger goes to visit Hersha Patel in her apartment to show the people how she actually makes rice. Just wanted to say that it's pretty funny. You should check it out. He still knocks her down quite a bit because she still doesn't do it exactly right. But it's definitely a step in the right direction. What do you mean how she actually makes rice? So she made it all up just for the... No, the BBC gave her directions. It's not like her recipe. She's just like an actor slash chef. I would say she's more of a host than a chef, it seems. Oh, you're kind of blowing my mind now. This sounds like a conspiracy theory. So she's not really a chef? I. It doesn't seem... I mean, you can... 
actor, presenter, and filmmaker. And I'm into comedy, cooking, and well-being. She's not a professional chef. I mean, she's a cook. But does that mean she's a chef? <laughs> Everybody's a cook in some ways. Yeah, like I'm a cook, you're a cook. I made a grilled cheese sandwich last week. I'm a cook, bro. Did you boil it in water, though? Uh, I hosed it off. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's too hot. <laughs> Those things get too hot. I, I grilled it without butter, and then I put butter on after. <laughs> <laughs> so what was her excuse? Why didn't she do it? Why, why did she do it exactly? She's like, she doesn't really explain why. She doesn't really explain that. But she's like, I'm going to show you, Uncle Roger, how I actually do it. Which she did. And you watched it. Yeah. And what does she do wrong? It's pretty funny. I mean, he still makes fun. He's like, you don't know the water trick? He's like, you don't know the finger trick? He's like, okay, fine. He's like, okay, you're washing the rice. That's good. And then he just sort of made fun of like, he's like, okay, you have a walk. That's a good place to start as well. (laughs) I have a stupid question. You're supposed to make rice in a walk? That, oh, no, this is for the fried rice. For the fried okay. rice. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no, that's what he made fun of her. He's like, you're boiling rice. He's like, just get a steam cooker. Just get a rice cooker. He's like, what's what? He's, she's like, I've never owned one. He's like, what is wrong? This is step one wrong. Like, you should just get a, a rice cooker. Well, I, I know some people that are just like really anti-rice cooker. So Why? This boiled rice is not good. It's fine. They make it seem like this is the traditional way to make rice in a, in a I don't know. Pot? By boiling it. But like, when was the rice cooker started? Because I feel like I saw, that, saw it in, in, in the mood for love. So it's been old, right? I mean, when you plug in. <laughs> you could steam rice, though, before. No, but in a rice cooker that you plug in. Oh, I don't know how old. Like, Let me look it up. Okay. Electric rice cooker was invented. Let's make a guess. I'm going to guess... I'm guessing like 1929. Yeah, I would say, yeah, 1910. Oh, 1937 by the Imperial Japanese Army. Oh, now we have to boycott it. Sorry, guys. It was a rectangular (laughs) wooden box with two electrodes. Yeah. Who do you think would have invented it? Not the Vietnamese. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, but is that what you're hoping for? No, you know, this whole, that whole thing about like, oh, you know, Volkswagen and BMW were invented like during Nazi Germany and blah, blah, blah. So now the rice cooker is sort of in the same. So you're saying the Axis actually invented all the coolest stuff <laughs> that we, we use now? Well, not the coolest stuff. <laughs> right. Useful things that came out. Rice cooker, BMWs. So you have to boycott both. Damn it, I have both. It's just hard to hear. That's all. I just didn't want to hear this. Yeah, I hear you. I hear what you don't want to hear. Here's what I wish. I wish I wish it was the Japanese before any war. <laughs> or after the war. <laughs> That's what I wish it was. Way after. Right. I wish it was the Japanese in 1955 and not the Japanese in 19... That's all. Genghis Khan. Electric rice cooker. Still bad. Before we continue the podcast, we just wanted to take a quick break to remind you and thank you for listening as ever. Just to remind everybody... Not to forget to subscribe to our podcast if you're a devoted listener. If you are, you're probably already subscribed on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, or any other place you might find us. As ever, you can always tell your smart speaker to play the Yellow Apparel podcast. And we always want to invite you to leave comments, call us with questions. We have a phone number. 
You can call us at 8452-YELLOW. That's 845-293-5509. You can leave us a voicemail. You can tell us if you'd like us to play it on air or at the very least answer your voicemail. You can always email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com or you can even leave a comment on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And if you do enjoy the show and want to support us, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash yellowperil. Consider supporting us through a donation, a monthly donation, and you will receive rewards, which include stickers, mugs, t-shirts, or even a guest spot on the show. On with the podcast. Thank you, as ever, for listening. I can't even say this name, dude, without a straight face. Or with a straight face. It's time for a new segment called Yin Yang Spins. (laughs) (laughs) It's a brilliant name. (laughs) Where we take a look at, oh, it's so good. Something really good and something really bad happening right now and our take on it. Which is the yin and which is the yang? Which is the good and the bad? I don't know. I thought I thought you would know that. Wow, we're we're terrible. I'm a jungle Asian. We don't really. <laughs> what do you want to hear? The the good or the bad first? I think we should start with the bad always. All right, Smash Mouth it is. I just want to remind folks, Smash Mouth <laughs> is from San Jose. Do it. The greatest band from San Jose. Say it. Say it though. Hey, you're an all star. Okay. No, say it. Smash Mouth. What? Say what? Say it. You say it. Shout out. Oh, shout out San Jose. Shout out Smash Mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they performed at the South Dakota Biker Rally that happened recently. Did you hear about this? Yeah. In Sturgis. Is that how you pronounce it? Sturgis, South Dakota. 200,000 people came, did not have to wear masks. Locals were afraid. They did it anyway. Pretty awesome. Smash Mouth. Some of the things they said were indefensible. Basically, like, oh, we don't need to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. I think it was mostly indoors, the concert, so I don't know. I'd just be really scared. I think I imagine it probably has a world record. It was indoors? The concert was, yeah. It looks like it was. Actually, no. Who knows? It could be outdoors. There's probably only outdoors in South Dakota, right? Oh, it says it's a biker campground and outdoor venue. It's just outdoor venue. Yeah. Okay, that's good. 10-day event. I'd imagine it's the only time ever where there was a bunch of people drunk and also a little anxious while listening to that all-star song <laughs> probably the worst context to, to to listen to the greatest shrek song of all time can we move on now <laughs> to the good stuff let's move on to the good you're stuff. already over it it's already so bad you can't even talk about it anymore what else do you want to say it happened just they're fucking idiots <laughs> That's it. but there's a ton of other bands night ranger buck cherry lit quiet riot do you know these other bands yeah, Reverend Horton Heat, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, wow. Like, bands should not be doing this. There is a video going around in the UK now where they did do a socially distanced outdoor concert. They built little stands. They separated them six feet apart. And groups of people can sit in these little booths that are open air. Just imagine like a raised, a, a riser stage that's like six by six feet and can fit, you know, eight people sitting in it on chairs. Do that. Obviously, this crowd's not going to go for that, but just fucking cancel this shit. We'll we'll keep an eye on how COVID rates jump in Sturgis, South Dakota, though, because I know it's going to happen. It's a guarantee. I just hope it doesn't. Just want to say that. hope it doesn't, but... Yeah. I hope it does. Sorry. I don't care if I'm being an (laughs) asshole. Like, fuck these people. The best part is we have to sing, uh, (laughs) you're an all-star now at the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
good news this week. Colin Murakawa, recent Cal grad. Morikawa. I, when when they said he went to Cal, I thought it would have been like at least five years ago. The guy just graduated last year and he's already a professional golfer. Has made over $11 million in his purse. Played in a tournament in San Francisco with a very limited audience. But that limited a- audience also included Steph Curry. He probably pulled some strings. Definitely had a mask on. Was sitting outdoors, standing outdoors watching him. And then during the uh, Q&A at the end, he pretended he was a... Reporter asked him a question. Morikawa asked him to take off his mask for a second to prove that he was Steph Curry. That was the best part. Yeah. And then he was like, sorry, I'm a, I'm a LA boy, so I'm not really a Warriors fan. That was the best line. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like every asshole LA-based, LA-born uh, student I went to Cal with who was just like, would not shut up about being a Laker fan. Yeah. But yeah, felt great. Felt great? It was a good, feel-good story just to see. Yeah. An amazing. Well, and then Steph Curry also offered to be his caddy anytime, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and, and Colin was like, "Yeah, yeah, I think I think we could work that out." He's like, "Oh yeah, I heard you played with uh, another basketball player whose name I don't know." Dash. Dash. Is that somebody? Did I make that up? That sounds like a, a YouTuber. <laughs> I don't know. Dash sounds like yeah, sounds like a cartoon character in a new uh, Pixar film. Yeah, I don't know who he said. There's say there's there's talk of uh, Morikawa being the next Tiger Woods, which would be awesome because you're going from one a Thai guy that went to Stanford who is not the greatest person in the world, you know, who plays golf with Trump, to obviously Morikawa, go Bears. But Morikawa has time to fuck up and still become <laughs> no, just fingers crossed, right? Wait, what? What do you mean fucked up? What are you talking about? I mean, Tiger Woods fucked up later in his career, right? I'm just saying Morikawa is doing great now, but Morikawa has time to do terrible things still in his career. Yeah. Maybe he is a Trump supporter. Maybe he is cheating on his girlfriend already. Morikawa? Are you just starting rumors again? This is, this is just... No, I'm just saying. You, you're saying hopefully he's better. I'm just saying. N- never mind, dude. It's fine. You should just... I'm hoping for the best. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think, is this your excuse so that you can start following Morikawa and his girlfriend on Instagram just to keep track of whether or not he's going to be a good guy? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to follow him anyways. Sure. Yellow Peril Pod, Instagram, following him now. You do it right now. Yeah, followed. <laughs> and that's this week's Yin Yang Spins. <laughs> I can't, I still can't <laughs> fucking say it. Oh, it's awesome. Say it with pride, Yin Yang Spins. Yin Yang Spins. They're the ones that sing the... Uh, the sweat off my balls song, right? That's Yin Yang Twins, right? <laughs> That's Yin Yang Twins? I think so. I really hope it is. Splendid. Splendid. I can't wait until you release this pod and it has a label on it that says Pacific Rim Edition. I thought we said Pacific Rims. Because we didn't, you didn't like my Pacific Rim job joke. You hate my titles for the podcasts. I think it's offensive. Why? It's what's Pacific Rim, and I'm doing my job. Pacific Rims sounds good, because how come no one ever refers to California as... Why is California not part of the Pacific Rim? It is, right? Sure, technically. If it isn't, then it should be Rims, Pacific Rims, because we're the other rim. (laughs) It's not one whole rim. Isn't isn't rim just like the edge of the ocean? It's all one whole rim. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying rim now. Oh, because it's one circle that's a rim of the ocean. Okay. Okay, fine. Anyway, why, why are we called the Pacific Rim Edition? Because it's too white here. 
or there. <laughs> I'm not there. P.S. Everybody, I'm not in America right now. How did you leave the country? I snuck out. I said, fuck this place. Get me out of here. Smuggled me out in a crate. No, I got special permission due to some special circumstances that I have happening in Taiwan, where I am now. I'm in Taipei, Taiwan. Wrote my local congressman. They put me in touch with the deputy director at the Taiwan consulate in Los Angeles. They heard my story. They said, yes, you can go. And here I am. Do they test you every day? And I'm currently in quarantine on day, Jesus, 12 of 15 or 16. So so they provide an electric thermometer. I have to take my temperature myself twice a day in the morning. And at dinner time, I just, they use the line app and I just line them my temperature. <laughs> it's pretty great. But they also sent me a phone from the government that tracks my location and they'll text me at random times to reply to a text. Is it an iPhone 11? One, if I'm okay. Two, if I feel any symptoms. And three, if I have any other non-COVID oh. symptoms. So yeah. How awesome is that? That's pretty awesome. Of course, it's an Asus because that's made, it's a Taiwan product. So it's kind of genius. Wow. Yeah. So like support, you know, the government itself is supporting businesses in Taiwan by buying their product and then using it to track this terrible pandemic, which has been all but eradicated in Taiwan. I have so many questions. Go for it. So you're, you're paying for a hotel room on your own? Yes. They do make you pay for your own hotel if you don't have a place to live here already. Citizens are allowed back in, but anyone that flies in still has to do this 15-night quarantine. So if you live here and you have a place you are required to stay in your room and you have to have a separate bathroom from anyone else. So no one can use the bathroom that you're using. So you couldn't just go there and rent a two-bedroom, two-bathroom Airbnb? You could get an Airbnb. Some Airbnbs won't let you because some are afraid of, like, you know, if you're going to break the rules or blah, blah, blah. Some will. You have to sign some sort of contract with the government and the building as well. If you don't have a place, you can rent... You can stay at a hotel. Wow. So I'm paying about 1500 US dollars for the 15-night stay, but that includes three meals a day. But there's nicer ones. Oh, well. like, there's one called Han's House, but that was like 4K for two weeks. But you could also get Din Tai Fung delivered if you wanted to. You could order it. But they deliver like Din Tai Fung for lunch. Yeah, it's part of, part of the food. And the food's pretty good. I could order it. I'm just too, I mean, I paid for all this food. So, like, I've got to save money right now because of these. The food's okay. It's definitely good. It's not like, oh, man. Some days we're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty great, like, Hainan chicken. And then some days it's like, this is a passable sushi roll with stuff I don't really like in it. <laughs> but I have a bold statement. I've never had bad Hainan chicken in Asia. It's pretty easy. Huh. I mean, sushi, obviously, you can... It's pretty bold. ...fuck up pretty badly, but... Yeah. Hainan chicken, you know. I, I could go with that. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. The thing... But I think this was actually really good Hainan chicken because they... I don't know what they did. It was almost like sous vide chicken. It was so tender and perfect. It was crazy. Can you ask for it again? You'd be like, what's up with that Hainan chicken? That's the thing. I wish I could just, like... I love that. Can I get that, like... Three days in a row, and then can I get that other thing two days in a row? 
but for now it's pretty. At least they're trying to keep it interesting. Well, I mean, you do have a pretty close relationship with the person you text to get your food, right? <laughs> so <laughs> this is great. So I, in communication with obviously people that work at the hotel on this line app. So they asked me, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner the day before, they asked me for each meal if I want it Chinese or Western for each meal. And I text back and they text me for my temperature. They text me when the food's been delivered and I'll say thank you. And they'll use a line sticker, like a cutesy line sticker saying thank you. And sometimes there's a heart and sometimes it's cute. Sometimes it's a, but they started to get a little like weird when they sent me one that literally just said, I love you. <laughs> it just said, I love you. It's a bear. You. Like it's a teddy bear hugging a heart. Blowing kisses? No, it's the one where I think it's the rabbit and the bear in a teacup and they spin around and on, on the teacup it says, I love you. I'm like, okay, that's one way to yeah, say. That sounds completely normal for Asia. I guess. I mean, you're looking at it from the wrong context here. Am I? Couldn't you just say you're welcome? If you walked into a restaurant or and got something to go or bought something, you'd get a plastic bag and it might have a sticker of that same exact emoji. It's not going to be a big deal. But to me, it's the effort that they looked through all their stickers and they chose one. <laughs> I'm sure there's a top one. These are like the most popular ones. But that means to me, they looked up, I love you. <laughs> they didn't look up thanks or thank you. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying if you, if they just click on the sticker, isn't there just like popular ones that are there? The top 10 most popular? I don't. I haven't used Line. I don't. I mean, yeah. I download Line at the airport and then delete it. Like that's one of those apps. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, here's your Airbnb host. They only use Line. Please contact yeah. them via Line. And I was like, oh, I have to download Line again. <laughs> Lord, it does have great stickers. Like I sent them. Like I have a Spider Man set. I sent them Spider Man saying thank you, and then I get a teacup filled with a bear and a rabbit saying I love you back. <laughs> Oh, and then they sent me a note saying like, oh, it's going to rain today. We hope it doesn't bother you. But if it does, enjoy this. And in the bag in my lunch was like a facial mask. Why does it matter if it's raining outside? You can't leave the room. They said the noise of the rain might disturb you. Don't be like, hopefully you can stay calm with this or something like that. Is that an Asian thing? Is, that an, is, it, is the sound of rain only pleasant to Americans? <laughs> I mean, it's a typhoon. So there was a bit of thunder, oh. but still, yeah. Okay, that's a little different. Okay. Right. Wait, so you haven't left the room at all? I have been in this room for 12 days. I have not left the room. I have a balcony. I'm not even allowed to go on my balcony. So how do you know if you're... Wait, can you actually open up the door and go in your balcony? I could. They didn't lock it, but I'm not going to do it. Interesting. Because, I don't know, they might be watching me. Okay, this is, this is one of those questions where it's just like, oh, you know, are we living in the Matrix or... Are we living in a, like, is this all... I'm in a fish tank. What is that? What's that theory where you're just like, are we all in a... Simulation. In a computer program? Yeah. A simulation? What percentage are you sure that you're in a hotel room in Taipei right now? Pretty sure. After your 12th day? Pretty sure. <laughs> what percent? Like, I feel like if I was in your position, I'd be like, I'm 98% sure I'm in a hotel in Taipei. Yeah. I'd say 90, 95%. <laughs> so it's not a I, I just want to be clear it's not a hundred percent yeah like if you had to bet your life on it you'd say and give odds you'd say i'm 95 percent sure i'm in a hotel in taipei right now i, I mean this whole th right like this could hold this whole thing could be an experiment i don't know like i booked the hotel 
They just shuffle you into the hotel. They spray you down and they tell you, like, don't open any doors. Your hotel room is open. Walk into it and close the door. Wait a second. They spray you down with like a little spritzer or? Yeah, like a like a big spritzer. It was like she sprayed one hand and it was just covered in alcohol. She sprayed the other is like doused in alcohol. Just your hand? My hands and then all my bags. And then they tell you to cover your feet with like some sort of, you know, those shoe wrap cover things that you wear in a lab. Yeah. And they're like, don't touch anything. Don't touch the elevator button. It's already going to your floor. Don't touch anything until you get to your room. Close the door behind you. The door's open. The, the door to the room is already open. Door to the room's already open. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't put like one of those like black masks on you and throw you into a minivan. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the mask is like antimicrobial, whatever. <laughs> So if all the walls just fell out, like on the 14th day, if all the walls fell out and like Ethan Hunt is there and he's like, I gotcha, you'd be tricked. Yeah. I imagine the Jeff Oki response would be like, huh, we got you jerking off in your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking speaking of which, how's the internet? (laughs) It's fine. It's, It's not too spotty. It's not great, but it's not bad. I mean, hey, we're recording a podcast across the Pacific Rim. I feel like. When China takes over in a few weeks, I feel like the internet might be better. Is that is that weird? It's weird that you're saying that. <laughs> Do you think they're slowly making their way from Hong Kong to here? No, I feel I feel like I saw a news article like a few weeks ago. Don't scare me like that. But I see those all the time. Yeah. It's fine. You know what? If China takes over now, you'll be able to see the Wong Kar Wai film like a few days sooner. So <laughs> Right. That's a good thing. That's um, the only benefit. Thanks, China. I mean, believe me, that is a fear of being here, though. It's like, if everything in the world is going wrong, what's to stop that from happening here right now while I'm here? <laughs> but America just did send a representative for the first time in a long time to Taiwan. <laughs> One of the highest officials in a long time. But that pissed China off. So here we go. Yeah, I mean, we we do know that, I don't know, should I be saying this? That China's trying to get biden elected and russia's trying to get trump elected we do know that right there's actual intelligence from the federal government saying that trump's federal government that's saying that so if ellen says it no I'm yeah why am i being scared about saying the truth this, yeah, is, this is, is something it? that the government said yeah. yeah this is what our intelligence agencies have said china is trying to get biden elected and trump is trying to get I mean, Russia's trying to get Trump elected. Right. <laughs> That'll be funny if Trump's trying to get Russia elected. Yeah. I, guess that's I mean, he basically is. Also kind of true. Yes. Not too far off. What's the first thing you're going to do when you when you finally finish quarantine? What is it? Two days from now? Four days. It's Thursday oh. afternoon here. I get out Monday morning. So I still have Friday, Saturday. What is the first thing you're going to do? Kiss my fiance. <laughs> Aww. Barf. Sorry. Do you have to wait until she's outside? Do you meet her like outside the hotel? Yeah. So she's probably not going to be able to get into the hotel, right? Because it's a quarantine hotel and there's a lot of potential COVID patients there. Yeah, she can't come in. I'll meet her outside. She could probably go into the lobby because all guests that are quarantined are not even allowed in the lobby. So literally, I showed up. The taxi driver dropped me off. They made me stand outside with all my luggage. And then you get into the car garage elevator (laughs) by myself. And they send it down to the basement, to the garage. (laughs) It was very creepy. I'm like, oh, this is like hostel or saw, and they're going to harvest my organs now. Were you in a special taxi that had like special plastic wrap or something? No, 
It's just, I think they, I think the reason why Taiwan is doing so well is just because they're tracking everything, right? So they have the number of the cab driver that took me to where I go. That's all it is. They're keeping track and they know the cab driver, you know, his car number, who he is, where he's been, and if he's ready to take these measures and precautions to transport somebody that could be infected, right? So that's it. You just, when you're at the airport, you fill out a form and then you go. Was the airport crowded? No, not too crazy. Not too crazy at all. Busy, but I would say like 50% filled. Huh. The line to get out was just long because everybody, they have to check everybody, they have to make sure they filled out this right form so they know where you're going, where you're going to quarantine yourself for the 15 nights and that they have your phone number so they can contact you and check that you're still in your place of quarantine. And everybody on your flight from LAX was were nationals? Taiwanese nationals, you think? Not necessarily. I don't know. I definitely saw some non-Asian people that probably got work permits or I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. But there's definitely some fears here. Like a few days ago in the news, there was a scare that there was another, there were some cases of COVID. But what happened was they tested people that were leaving that had the antibodies. And it's like, oh my God, where have you been? You have antibodies. And they traced everybody that they were in contact with and none of them had it. So they're not sure how this guy even got in and didn't like spread it. Huh. And there hasn't been a case over 111 days or something, right? Something crazy. Only seven deaths, only less than 500 cases. So for six months for a country that has 21 million? Wow. 24 million, roughly 24 million people. That's pretty fucking good, right? (laughs) Yeah, I zoomed a, a cousin of mine. I forgot he was in Taipei. He's been there for like a year. And he's like... Like his life has not changed. <laughs> yeah. It's like most people wear masks already in public transportation. Now you're required to. Not many people fret about it. I think there was only one that made the news and there was a young girl that like actually fought a security guard stupidly. I don't know why she was so upset about being forced to wear a mask, but that's like the only incident I've seen on the news at least. So I think people here know it's working. And they want to keep it that way. Well, the best thing about you being there is obviously we'll get firsthand news about a country doing things right when it comes to COVID. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, you're going to be able to report on all the coming and goings of Asian pop culture. Exactly. Well, through a fairly narrow window. But I will say this. There is a great show. HBO Asia gets different shows. And there's this show I really am excited to watch. And it's called... It looks terrible and good. You know what I mean? Like... Asia's take on Stranger Things. Oh my god. What is it called? I think it's called Dream Raiders. Dream Raider. It's very sci-fi weird shit. <laughs> I don't know how to... Dream Raider? Like Tomb Raider? Yes, exactly. Eight episode Mandarin language series produced in Taiwan. A misfit team of scientists and cops that are trying to get to the bottom of a criminal conspiracy that exploits human consciousness. How did we get it here? I don't know. You got to get a VPN probably, but it looks pretty fun and absurd. So yeah. And it, it is funny to see what's available on Netflix in Asia and that's not on Netflix in the US as well. So I'll be reporting on that as well. God, you're so lucky. We get a show like Lovecraft Country. In you're not excited about that? For HBO, which will probably win like a shit ton of Emmys. Yeah. And uh, you get... Dream Raider. Dream Raider. Yeah. Lucky me. I'm going to watch Lovecraft. Is it County? I think it's County, right? It's Country. Really? Lovecraft Country. I'm excited for that. Super excited. Hell yeah, I'm watching it, dude. Jonathan Majors is my favorite actor right now. Really? 
I mean, Jordan Peele, J.J. Abrams creating a horror fantasy show with a predominantly black cast. Yes. Oh my God. This is this is the little girl from Full House. What? Journey Smollett Bell in Lovecraft Country. I, she she looked familiar, but she's the little girl from the friend from Full House, right? You know who her brother is, right? Yes, I do. Is she the friend from Full House? <laughs> Are you sure? I think she was on a different sitcom. No? <laughs> she I totally remember her. She was so cute. Oh yeah. You're right. Yep. Just Google her name in Full House. I just saw her. Yeah. You're right. She was on a lot of shows, it looks like. As ever, thanks for listening, Yellow Parallers. We really appreciate you coming here week after week. We know we were late last week, but that was because, well, I came to Taiwan and that threw our scheduling off a bit. But before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer in honor of Smash Mouth. We got to do it. Yeah, I'm going to sing this with as much excitement as... I'll, I'll, I'll jump in when you're ready. This is my protest rendition of uh, Smash Mouth All-Star. Because obviously we do not condone... Smash Mouth. What Smash Mouth did. Put a, a mask on your Smash Mouth. Somebody once told me what a world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Actually, this is a pretty good lyric. I mean, he literally says, I ain't the smartest, the sharpest tool in the shed. He's not. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. I didn't realize that. Yeah. She's like literally singing these lyrics like during a pandemic. It's prophetic. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. And all that glitter is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. can't believe they're from san jose yeah shout out wow represent represent san jose bro smash mouth (laughs) they are in some ways the most san jose band of all time and also the opposite of still the most san jose (laughs) yeah okay still actually no i mean i guess now totally different but yeah 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 that's sad fuck them they seem i mean look they make terrible music but i thought they were cooler than being jackasses Maybe they just didn't quite understand science, the impact that they were going to have on their own careers also, because it's a big political statement to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, so you think they're worried about losing all their fans? No, I don't think people fully explain to them how upset people would be. Because they don't have computers or the news? (laughs) I just don't understand it when people make a decision I, I just do a cost-benefit analysis every time I make decisions. And so if Smash Mouth is sitting there and saying, we're going to play this 200,000-person biker show in Sturgis, South Dakota, and it might lose us shows in every single blue city in America, that's a if they paid them $100,000, I would imagine they're losing over $100,000 worth of shows, at least for the next five years, if not forever. That's what I'm saying. Got it. It's just easier to not make a political statement. But in some ways, they still did. Yeah. I mean, they literally were making a political statement during the show as well. So Yeah. I mean, either way, you're either, if you say no, you're making a political statement. And if you say yes, you're making the other political statement. (laughs)
Actually, no. I mean, you could have showed up and been like, wear your fucking masks. No, you could have been. You could have showed up like Pussy Riot, and just be like completely covered, <laughs> and then light the place on fire. <laughs> no, I mean, like you could still get paid and do the show and just be, you know, show up in OR uniforms and masks and right get paid. I don't know. Hey, now 